Hello and welcome to our sixth episode of Naturally Educated. Today we'll be discussing how companies are managing their own sustainability. We'll talk about, about what companies are doing to reduce their footprint and also what are the challenges and solutions in adopting more sustainable practices. Our guest this week is Director of Environmental Outreach at the Environment Agency of Abu Dhabi, Khansa Baluki. So, Abdurrahman, I just started a company and I'm dead set on it being as sustainable as possible. And there's a lot of things we need to take into account. Yeah, I bet. I mean, uh, first of all, thank you for, for doing your bit. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I wonder what goes uh, into the mind of a business owner when it comes to that. Well, I'll tell you, the, the challenge always is you're trying to be sustainable, but there's always this whole thing about, oh, it costs more, and right now, are we making enough? Mm-hmm. But we've we've been, my partner and I, we run a consultancy, and we've immediately, we, we work with experts around the world on you know different parts of sustainability and environmental work, and we've just said, okay, guys, we're doing everything remotely, aside from, you know, with the situation these days, but yeah. if we're all comfortable with working remotely today, there never really needs to be, unless you have to be on the ground investigating something, the yeah. need to bring an expert into country. I just feel like I've seen consultants fly the world a lot, and it mm-hmm. just makes sense today that you can get that done with the technology today without having to have so many people on, you know, so many bodies on planes. <laughs> yeah, all the transport. And also yeah. in terms of time management, it's such an efficient process. Yes. To just open your, you know, camera and then start speaking. Literally, I go from a meeting in the US mm-hmm. to a meeting in the UAE <laughs> to a meeting in New Zealand. Yeah. And yeah. I don't have to move. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not good for your steps, I think. Why well, do I? <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> I do have to get my steps in. That's that's okay, not okay. Uh, that's not a mistake there. I I I I do appreciate. I think one thing that that strikes me is how far are you willing to take? Uh, you know that sustainability, and and I yeah. think where we are sitting right now, and we're very conscious of sustainability, not only as a business owner, but I also demand it of you know the companies i buy my things from right mm-hmm. if i buy clothes or if i buy food if i buy wherever i can find a company that's being more sustainable mm-hmm. i would always prefer that and i would forgo other luxuries to ensure that that's great and you know as we get to a more sort of international world we depend on all these like conglomerates and big companies mm-hmm. and then and then they you know they just provide the product that we want that's true yeah. but then they just put their hands in the air saying you know what you asked for it here it is and when people don't really realize that they have an impact companies yeah. don't really change I, I always say this to anybody that I'm consulting uh, or sharing just my knowledge with, especially as a consumer. And in terms of consumer awareness is one thing, but understand as a consumer where you put your money, i.e. your dirham, your dollar, you are voting. You are voting in favor of a certain company. So if you decide, okay, you know what, I want to buy more sustainable food or I want to vote for something that is closer to my market, i.e. grown in my own country. Like, for instance, farming in the UAE, right? There are farmers that are doing a really good job of producing organic produce. Mm -hmm. Well, I would buy from them. So I go to the farmer's market to support the local farmer. 
because ultimately in the long run, that fruit was picked in the morning and consumed latest the next day instead of traveling halfway around the world. So me choosing to buy local, I choose a more sustainable source that is not, you know, in the air, on the plane or on the, on the boat. You know what? So yeah, you know what's sort of interesting to me is how people think about the economical um, aspect of buying produce or food, yeah. whereas they don't really think about the other aspects. You know, if if you are paying, let's say, uh, whatever, five dirhams more for a certain fruit, yeah. um, but it's produced locally, mm-hmm. uh, you're sort of saving. Um, you, you, I mean, first of all, you're sort of supporting a local business, right? Putting money in your economy. Yeah. Um, Second of all, you are saving all the emissions. And third of all, like you said, it's probably the freshest and also yep. probably the healthiest because, you know, it's organic and so on. So yep. y- even, you have to even th- if you were mm. buying non-organic, the fact that you buy it locally means it hasn't been sat on a plane flying halfway across the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, which, I mean, trust me, I, I don't mind my, my veggies going for shipping. Some, some of the shipping, for instance, uh, especially through um, boats or, or you know, the, the big vessels, could be less environmentally um, harmful than, let's say, yeah. coming through a plane. Mm-hmm. So some transport is fine. Obviously, we live in sure, the desert. Sure, no, you can't get everything in, the, exactly. yeah, in our <laughs> environment. But where, where you can, you know, if you can get yeah. tomatoes locally... Then you get tomatoes locally. There you go. Yeah. All right. So what does a sustainable company actually mean? Abderrahman, it basically means a business that has minimal negative impact or even a positive one on the environment. And this can be done in many different ways. Three different areas really is where they focus are social, mm-hmm. environmental, and economical. So sustainability is becoming more important for all companies across all industries. Do you know how a company can become more sustainable? I mean, sort of. So from food producers to technology companies, um, they can do, you know, they can reduce waste, prevent pollution, adopt clean energy technologies, uh, conserve water and so on. You know, all these uh, ways that they can do it. Um, and it is really important because over the last five years, people are shifting more towards sustainable products. Yeah, so that's a so lot of true. people are recognizing. Yeah, so they're recognizing that they want companies to produce more recycled materials, move away from fossil fuels, and be more careful with our resources in general. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it makes sense. This is even good for business. Um, you know, sustainability drives growth. Uh, but sure. only when companies commit to more sustainable practices and strategies to guide them. Absolutely. Another way some of these companies can do that is by adopting offset measures. So a company will plant trees for everything they create and waste. I was even staying at a resort once where we mm-hmm. booked through a sustainable travel agency and they oh, wow. made us pay the offset cost and they would plant trees according to that offset. So they calculated the travel of the plane and our stay and all the carbon we produced as travelers and offset that. Ultimately, you know, incorporating everything sustainable in a business like materials and products, mm-hmm. but ultimately even sort of behaviors. If you can put policies in a company like sustainable travel policies, so you don't mm-hmm. travel unnecessarily or too far or, well, basically 
you can build this as part of the soul of the company. Yeah, and I, I, I guess it makes sense as well for some companies to adopt you know, sustainable practices. I, I'll give you a quick example. When it comes yeah. to, um, let's say, a hotel that uses certain faucets that reduce the water usage in the hotel. Yeah, um, absolutely. That is you know, saving them money, but also saving, them, uh, saving the environment. Through, through Every, everywhere in hotels as well, you always get that little label that says, hi, we're trying to conserve water and reduce our impact of uh, pollution with cleaning detergents. So if you want mm. your towels washed, please put them on the floor or in the bathtub, but otherwise, please hang them up and we'll keep them for you to use another time. And it's small things like this that at scale make a huge impact. That's pretty cool. So I guess from your uh, point of view, have you, do you know any examples of companies that are working to reduce or on reducing their carbon footprint? Well, actually, I do. Um, I gave you a small example of that travel agency, but major companies are doing this as well. Microsoft recently mm. announced it would become a carbon negative company within 10 years. And mm. so it launched a sustainable business in Norway called Azure, and that's the world's largest green data center. There are other tech giants working on this as well, like Aquai, a startup that's improving sustainability in the fishing industry, also in Norway. It's basically mm -hmm. a testing ground for new solutions. Other examples are companies replacing plastic with paper, using compost bins, and reducing water and energy use. You really feel the push from government and business, actually. So mm -hmm. the U.S. government, under President Joe Biden, rejoined the Paris Agreement. And while the EU is putting pressure on its members to head towards carbon neutrality, it's time to embrace sustainability. It's really here, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it only makes sense. So, yeah, and uh, since the COVID-19 pandemic, actually, people have shifted mm -hmm. towards a more natural life uh, and a more sustainable lifestyle. Sure. Um, but however, you know, with that, it doesn't mean that the economy has to suffer, right? Yeah, absolutely. So according to uh, the Business and Sustainable De Development Commission, um, they say that putting the UN Sustainable Development Goals at the heart yeah. of the world's economic strategy could unlock $12 trillion in opportunities and 380 million jobs a year by 2030. Wow. That's, That's insane. Huge. If you think about all, if you look at the SDGs, right, they tackle every aspect of life and they're all lining up for sustainability. You have energy, you have food. These are huge, huge industries. And when you take literally one SDG and say, okay, what can be done in here? There are so many yeah. jobs, so many industries. And as we innovate, this needs more people working in the knowledge sector, in manufacturing. It's really, mm -hmm. it's all about opportunity. That's true. And it's like, it's just shifting the way we do things to a newer way of doing things. Absolutely. Um, but, but people don't realize that you need a bit of investment in the beginning to, to sort of get you on the right path. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, currently 53% of revenue from the 500 largest U.S. companies and also 49% of revenue of the 1,200 largest global companies are generated in business activities that support the SDGs. Well, there you go. So I mean, there's we're seeing, a, lot of, a lot of effort. 
Yeah, and it, it makes sense. Uh, we're seeing green growth everywhere, from from energy to mobility and agriculture. This is really the new future. So if we're talking about this as the new future, where do you see yourself in these different sectors? Oof, I don't know, man. It's, uh, you know, something that interests me a lot is energy. So yeah. I, I hope and, and wish that in the future I can contribute to uh, sort of the adoption of more renewable energy um, and, and the shift, you know, for a more sustainable sort of energy source. Yeah, I myself, I'm also uh, really interested in the food sector and how we produce our food mm -hmm. in more sustainable ways. But the question remains, how do we actually get there? Well, first off, there are some challenges that makes it a bit difficult, but not impossible. Some of these challenges, according to the World Economic Forum, are rising emissions and the use of the world's natural resources. Yeah. But in reality, people trust global cooperation's way less today yeah, uh, so it's so hard true. so it's, yeah so it's hard for companies to convince them uh, that it's a good thing <laughs> we've had some recent incidents where you know large corporate companies have said they were doing one thing and turns out they were doing something completely different yeah. and unfortunately when as a consumer you lose trust in the large corporations one it's not good for business two it's not good for the environment and three ultimately I always say that, you know, consumers always have the vote. They vote with their money. Yeah. And so as companies, especially with this younger generation, all of us getting more into the sustainable and environmental sector, mm -hmm. we need to make sure we are serving the customer because they will vote. That's true. And they will, you know, eventually abandon your product for a more sustainable one. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, the last challenge that I want to discuss is that generally there are more poverty and youth unemployment all around the world. So people have, you know, other priorities in their lives at the moment than looking at sustainability. Yeah, the, the challenge is if you're, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking if it has to be a luxury to be sustainable, right? That's what true. we need to do mm -hmm. is be making sustainability essential and you know, the very basis of life. Different countries will have their own challenges. Not everybody's in the same boat. But when governments make it part of the core of all their regulation and uh, their laws, and businesses make it part of their policies internally, you're going to see a real sort of, sort of huge avalanche mm -hmm. of this stuff coming forward. And I really hope that we can get that aligned. Well, Let's hope so. actually... To every problem, there's always a solution. According to the UN SDG Progress Report last year, more companies are reporting their sustainability activities and showing their commitment to the SDGs. So according to the World Economic Forum, since 2017, the quality of sustainability reports has improved as well around the world. Mm. The amount that companies have been reporting in the environmental, social, institutional and governance areas, otherwise termed globally as ESG, is actually aligned with sustainability and has almost doubled. Wow, that's great. That's great news. This is awesome. And because this cuts across so many industries, more companies are collaborating on the sustainability front. And in fact, even investment and funds are also demanding this of the companies they take shares of. Mm. So... 
Also, in, in September 2020, a group of more than 10 of the world's largest food retailers, including IKEA Food, Carrefour, Kroger, Tesco, and Walmart, announced that over 200 of their suppliers had joined hands to reduce food loss and waste. Now, this is interesting. As I said, I'm into the food industry. When a retailer looks back at all its suppliers and says, okay, guys, if you don't have sustainability built in, we can't do business with you. This immediately has an amazing cascade effect. So I love it when you have, you know, large brands like that start to put the requirements on, on their suppliers. So between all these retailers, they've engaged Mm -hmm. nearly 200 major suppliers. And if you think about it, that like that's a global thing. That's like more than 80 countries. And there they wow. can eliminate things like food loss and waste from their supply chains, which is critical. Mm-hmm. Danone, Microsoft, Nike, or Nike, <laughs> Starbucks, and Unilever launched Transform to Net Zero in July last year as well. So it's basically a cross-sector partnership to accelerate the transition to a net zero global economy. And this will focus on policy, innovation, and finance, as well as the creation of clear roadmaps to help all businesses achieve net zero emissions by 2050. That is amazing. That's great news. Um, you know, and I think the Middle East is also doing a lot in this field. So Absolutely. There's, this, uh, there's this KPMG impact survey from 2020. It says that around 59% of companies across the region now report on sustainability. That is a good 7% increase since 2017. Amazing. Yeah. So within the Gulf, however, over half of the biggest companies in the UAE and a third of the largest companies in Saudi Arabia have also recognized the importance of sustainability reporting in their business operations. That's amazing. So you also have the bank HSBC, which launched something called Living Business 2021. It's a a platform to help businesses in Bahrain, Egypt, Oman, Qatar, and also the UAE to improve their approach to environmental, social, governance issues. Um, Amazing. These are all great initiatives. And in the UAE specifically, over the last few years, Unilever implemented many projects to reduce their environmental impact from their operations in two factories, Lipton Jabal Ali and Dubai Personal Care, and also office sites as well. That's amazing. You, you, you always think that these things have to do with manufacturing, but office sites, any office for that matter, can definitely do something. Look, there's a lot happening locally and around the world. If you go to earth.org, the World Economic Forum has basically assessed more than 8,000 companies this year and found that 46 of the most sustainable corporations in the world are based in Europe, 33 in North America, 18 in Asia, 2 in South America, and 1 in Africa. feel like we need to get the Middle East on that list. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Look, it's a really exciting time to be alive. And there are many trends to look out for. Sustainable finance, shifting supply chains, transition to circular economy. I'm a big fan of circular economy, by the way. That's a, yeah, it sounds like a great, great concept. So here's a, here's a question. What thing 
do you own that you wish was more sustainable? Um, my car. I Ooh. unfortunately don't have a sustainable car yet. <laughs> yet. Um, I yet. made that transition uh, last year to a more I sustainable heard. car. I now drive an electric vehicle. But I actually have something that I've been thinking about for the last few months, which is clothes. Jeans oh. specifically. My denim. Okay. I, want, I enjoy wearing denim, but I want it to be more sustainable. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to look into which companies produce that. Wherever we can bring in more circular principles, I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Lovely, yep. So I'd like to turn to speak to our guest, Khansa Blouki, the Director of Environmental Outreach at the Environment Agency of Abu Dhabi, for a few questions on this topic. So Khansa, welcome. Uh, hi, Majid. Uh, thank you for having me today. It's, uh, it will be a great opportunity to reach out to our stakeholders through you. Super, thank you. Well, Let's hit the first question. How are companies managing their own sustainability today? Uh, Actually, uh, managing the sustainability at an institute is not that easy, but at the same time is achievable. Everyone can do it. Uh, First of all, we always advise an institute or organization uh, to uh, to achieve their sustainability goals by having a sustainability team at their institute because this team will be responsible of achieving the mission and the vision of uh, the institute, especially if it is a government or private uh, or private company. As well, we uh, always ask them to have a clear mission and vision uh, because knowing where you are going, it always will help you to, uh, to have an action plan to be able to achieve uh, your goals in the end of the day or by the end of the year, basically. Um, it's very important for the institute to understand the challenges and the issues that they are having. Uh, sometimes it could be a very quite small challenge or small issue can be solved by just uh, changing a light bulb, which uh, by the end of the year they will find a huge saving when it comes to their electricity bill. Uh, so simple, simple measures, but uh, eventually uh, it will have a great uh, uh, effect and it will have great value to the institute itself. Uh, We always also uh, uh, advise them to have uh, like uh, a strategy or to to be achieved. Uh, There's always uh, strategies that are already available and you can just adapt it uh, to your company or to your institute basically. Uh, Also, one important thing, Majid, is for them to communicate it to their stakeholders. Uh, in campuses, they should communicate it to their students, and uh, at workplace, you should communicate it to your uh, to your employer, to your staff, even to the people that you all deal with uh, outside your institute, like suppliers and vendors, for example. Uh, one important aspect, uh, and of course, because we work at the outreach division at the Environment Agency Abu Dhabi, is to educate. People, if they don't know, if they don't understand, if they don't know uh, the, uh, the end goal, they will not be cooperative. But if they know, and if they are educated, and the awareness level is, is high, eventually they will support you to reach to your objectives and to reach to your uh, KPIs and goals, basically. Uh, we always also advise to be open for creative ideas. Uh, creative thinking, never say no to a suggestion because believe me, eventually it could help you to reach to uh, to some uh, somewhere of thinking out of the box. It will always 
help you to support you. Uh, and a good advice as well is to review and monitor uh, the, the outcomes. Uh, and also to put small goals, better than to put huge KPIs that are not achievable, basically. Uh, and eventually, uh, which is very important, is to celebrate uh, the achievements. Because if you say thank you to the team that supported you, to your stakeholders, it will make them uh, give more in the, next, uh, in the next round or the next phase, basically. Specifically, when we're talking about companies and their own sustainability, um, is there anything you can tell us about how companies can deal with waste cycles or carbon cycles? Uh, okay, so basically, um, as I was saying, um, sustainability is achievable and being able to reduce your waste or have a system to manage uh, the waste of your institute is very easy. And actually, it will lead to reducing your ecological footprint. Uh, and eventually, it will reduce the carbon emission of, uh, of any institute. Um, for example, having a waste audit uh, every year, it will help you to put a better plan of uh, how to reduce the waste of your institute. Uh, in 2019, at the Environment Day Agency Abu Dhabi, we had a phase of uh, uh, not using any single-use plastic items at, uh, at, at our offices. And we managed to reduce 60% of our uh, uh, plastic waste, single-use plastic waste, uh, comparing to the year before, comparing to, 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 to 2018. But I wonder, what are institutions doing to reduce their ecological footprint? How are we convincing them that it is worth investing in it? Okay. Um, actually, uh, we can do that first. First of all, uh, we can ask the institute uh, to have uh, environmental audit for their institute to understand their situations, to mm -hmm. understand uh, the issues, the conception trends that they are having. Uh, they need to compare uh, their conception uh, by the years to see uh, for example, difference between 2018, 2019, 2020, and onward, for example. That will help them uh, to put a frame uh, of how to reduce their uh, footprint uh, as an institute or, or a campus or a school, for example. Uh, also, some institutes, they are doing that through providing uh, funds for another establishment, for example, through the corporate social responsibility. Mm -hmm. It could be by uh, helping others, uh, for example, helping the environment, for example, by having turtle rehabilitation program uh, or um, contributing to funding, funding to awareness programs or simple as uh, planting trees or conducting the clean-up campaigns. It's just an, a kind of offsetting uh, uh, their carbon emissions. Uh, also, other corporates which are very advanced, they are having uh, p mandates and policies when it comes to environmental sustainability. Uh, because a lot of corporates find out that eventually environmental sustainability, it leads to uh, benefit on the establishment in terms of money or financial or financially uh, on the long term. So a lot of corporates are um, uh, adopting uh, sustain sustainability or environmental strategy uh, to reduce uh, on their footprint, basically. How can institutions use cost-effective ways to transition towards sustainability? Uh, basically, uh, if you are having your audit, you understand, for example, your power consumption. 
اوكي ذن ريبليس ات باي ديفرنت تولز اور ديفرنت تكنولوجي اسبيشلي ناو ذا تكنولوجي از فيري هاي فور اكزامبل ديورينج كوفيد 2020 اند 2021 ا لوت اوف انستيتيوتس ذي يوزنج ذا used to like a car uh, drive to, to, to the mm-hmm. institute itself. Uh, huge uh, changes happened. And I'm 100% sure like a lot of an institute, they will adopt all of those changes on the coming years uh, because it make it very easy. For example, um, some institute, they used to use uh, bring consultancy from um, abroad Uh, for programs or projects, now it is easy. You just do it through teams, which is uh, a huge cost effective uh, for uh, for the institute itself. For, uh, again, when it comes to power, if you understand your building, uh, especially when it comes to power and water, if you understand your building, uh, y- uh, s- small measurements, um, it will lead to huge cost effective when it comes to your electricity and power bill and and, and end of each month. For example, uh, having the right uh, sunlight on the building, um, again, it will reduce your uh, your electricity consumption. Uh, finding a good um, strategy when it comes to uh, to waste management, uh, for example, when it comes to events, um, having small plates uh, instead of bigger plates when it comes to hospitality, small changes, but it makes big changes because unfortunately, a lot of, a lot of people, they may put a lot of food that they will not uh, use uh, eventually. Uh, doing simple steps uh, showed a lot of um, a lot of organization and institute that it's really will lead them to have a better um, uh, cost effective at the end of the year. And one important Uh, a fact, uh, Majid, is that uh, the green recruitment plans within the institute, it will uh, lead them to have uh, a better uh, dealers and a better vendors, a better suppliers to their product, which will help not only the environment, but also the social and the economic as well at the end of the day. So what do you think then are the, the right practices that a the, business could use? There's no... Uh, one right practice, basically. يعني, uh, I, I could, at, I, I might use, use different tools. Maybe I will focus more on, on power and electricity and water where you can focus more on waste, for example. Other people can focus more on uh, different different uh, areas. For example, I have a huge garden that I can use to, to reuse my water, for example, the gray water. So the practices are different. Uh, we always advise that you, um, uh, as a leader, for example, uh, search for different strategies. There's a lot of local strategies. Uh, there's a lot of uh, in, uh, um, international strategies. You can use the NGOs, the environmental NGOs within your uh, area. For example, if you are in Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Sharjah, Ajman, uh, you, can under, yeah, you can learn from them. Uh, always uh, the best things to do before you start uh, action is to study, to research, uh, to ask experts. Don't just uh, look at some institute and copy it because it, could, it couldn't help you eventually in the end of the day. Do your research, do your study, and then start your practices, basically. Well, that, with that in mind, could you share maybe some case studies or best practices that you know of? Um, 
I already shared with you as our practices at the Environment Agency. Uh, for example, when we did the single-use plastic and we reduced mm-hmm. uh, 60% of our single-use plastic waste in one summer, like in July and August, and the result was shocking for us. And that led us to put like uh, new practices within uh, the office uh, that employee will uh, will easily adopt, basically. As well, um, the, um, at the Environment Agency Abu Dhabi, we have... Um, Uh, a program called the Green Business Network. Uh, the Green Business Network established like three years ago, and now we have more than 60 members from governmental, government and private sector. Uh, we are helping them to know their way to be green in their offices. Um, Alhamdulillah, the, the program is very successful. Uh, we are having a lot of uh, new members wanting to join uh, to join the program. Um, by the Green Business uh, Network, we are uh, give them ways to, uh, to more green practices uh, where they can uh, where they can take advantage of as well. Um, one important aspect of it is we are learning from each other. For example, Cleveland Clinic will go through their uh, uh, electricity uh, uh, management and they show their case their showcases to other uh, members. Like for example. Uh, like Adnoc uh, or Etihad uh, Airlines, for example, and vice versa. We are all learning from each other eventually. Uh, so there's a lot of, alhamdulillah, good practices within those members, and that will help other institutes to learn from. Well, that's incredible. Do you have any recommendations or advice you want youth to know? Uh, first of all, I would like, because we are very proud of uh, one of our initiatives, which is called the Sustainable Campus Initiative, which established... Uh, around six years now, and it has been uh, supported uh, by Buruj uh, company. Uh, this, uh, the, uh, the Sustainable Campus Initiative is a platform for all use to be part of it. And part of the Sustainable Use Campus is the, another uh, small initiative called the Green Use Majlis. We are inviting all use between age 18 to 35 to be part of this mm-hmm. um, of this Green Use Majlis. It will help them and support them to, to know more about the environment, to, do, to have best practice to involve not only their campuses, but also the community that they are living in. And we are finding a lot of, uh, alhamdulillah, a lot of youth are participating and trying to be part of this. Uh, we encourage them to, to, to follow us on our social media accounts, uh, Sustainable Campus social media account or the Green News Middle East account, uh, to learn more about sustainability, to learn more about good practices, As well, uh, we have another program with uh, Emirates Nature called Connect with Nature. It's also involving a lot of uh, a lot of youth uh, and young and young age uh, to go out and enjoy our um, our environment. Majid, you know that we have a beautiful environment uh, that people doesn't know about. Uh, we encourage them not. Yani in, especially during winter when the when the weather is very nice to go out enjoy our our um, our beautiful environment uh, to be introduced to the our, to the mangroves uh, to be introduced to the sand dunes which has rich environment that people kn- doesn't know about to go out uh, and on the beaches and to learn more about our protected areas uh, to learn more about for example Butina which is considered one of the seven wonders in the world having the highest uh, population of um, Dugong after Australia, and this is a, a, a proud fact that we all, as Emiratis and people who lives in uh, in Abu Dhabi and the UAE, to be proud of that they are living in a such rich uh, place uh, with all this natural heritage that we are having. And 
Do you find now with your work that more and more youth have been uh, engaged? Are you, are you getting any interesting results or feedback from the youth? Actually, we do because our programs as Environment Agency Abu Dhabi doesn't started like 10 years ago. We started almost now more, more than 20 years ago. We wow. started Majid with a small bus that traveling uh, to schools basically and introducing them introducing them to the environment and involving schools with us and uh, then we had a program called the Envirus Pilathan where all introduced to all um, younger younger kids to learn more about the environment and now we are finding the results because for example here at the Environment Agency Abu Dhabi we are having employees that loved the environment and loved this field because of our programs. And when, when they say that to us, we are, يعني, we cannot be prouder, you know, having uh, uh, like tons of, uh, of uh, youth uh, selecting this as a career for them, uh, the career of environment. It is adding a lot of value to Environment Agency Abu Dhabi and to the outreach team, especially at the Environment Agency Abu Dhabi. We have now, alhamdulillah, scientists, when it comes to uh, uh, to different species like turtles, dugongs, and you know better, Majid, يعني, uh, uh, all those employees are coming to the agency. And not only uh, on, especially the field of uh, uh, specialty when it comes to biodiversity, but also when it comes to environmental sustainability in general. Uh, we have um, students who used to taking uh, the Envirus Peloton classes or courses, now they are working on the field of uh, oil, but with the background of uh, environmental sustainability. Uh, so those, all of them, they are adding value to our country eventually. I, I love that where you're, you're talking about the different students having that background in environment. I was wondering at the university, what could students that maybe are not involved in the environmental studies um, contribute uh, with what they're doing, either uh, at the university or in their career? Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, as I mentioned, the Sustainable Campus Initiative, which is uh, an initiative that is open to all universities in the UAE, uh, there is different uh, component of uh, of the initiative. It is not you don't need to be like an environmental science student. It's for everybody. You can't just support your university by uh, doing uh, auditing uh, to your university, which is uh, could uh, could be a student on the finance department uh, do it. It will add value to him. For example, uh, also uh, doing um, community service uh, initiatives when it comes uh, and it's it, the subject or the theme will be about the environment and marketing uh, students or communication students can work on that aspect. Also, um, it gives them a chance to, to go on field trips um, to, to learn about, for example, Al-Wathba Wetland Reserve that we are having as a protected area, uh, the Western Mangrove area in Abu Dhabi and different uh, protected areas uh, that we with that we are blessed with basically uh, to learn more about our biodiversity to learn more about the habitats that we are having art student can take an advantage of it to, of going out and looking at the beautiful uh, nat nature that we are having uh, by drawing it or taking photos or uh, eventually it will lead them to to practice uh, uh, different skills that they are having but through that this initiative basically that's incredible. Thank you so much, Khansa, for joining us today. 
It's been great pleasure to hear about all these incredible initiatives and examples you've shared with us today. It's my pleasure, Majid. Thank you very much for having me, and I would like to thank Abdurrahman as well. Super. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can also hear the rest of our discussions on the environment and on other episodes, so make sure you guys subscribe so you don't miss anything. This is Majid Al-Qasimi. And Abdurrahman Zaabi signing out. Bye, Bye guys. guys.